Hi everyone, it's your friendly neighborhood podcast host here. I just wanted to give you a quick heads up. After the recording last night, I went to edit this episode and our guest's audio was a complete and utter disaster. So after three hours of manual editing and about 120 splices, this is what we came up with. We would normally just re-record the episode, but the conversation was good and we wanted to keep that spontaneity, so we made the conscious decision that we were just going to keep it the way it is. I hope you enjoy the episode. I hope the audio isn't too unbearable, and I apologize for any ear pain this episode may cause, but I really do hope you enjoy the episode. Let's get on with it. Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my right-hand man, Ethan Carter. What's up, Vincent? How you doing, man? Ah, it's Monday again. It's Monday night. I love it. I always say that like it's a surprise, like, yeah, it's Monday. Yeah, I know, right? For the last freaking year. (laughs) So we hit, and I figure let's just get this right out there. Um, We hit a major milestone last week, and of course, I sat at my computer and cried because I've cried (laughs) at every freaking major thing that's happened to me. Um, Last Thursday... At about 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we hit 10,000 downloads of the podcast. Insane. And I am just, I am over the moon. I I was so emotional when we hit the number, and I just couldn't stop. I had tears streaming down my face, because I just, just, we're going to talk about this. So we have a guest tonight, and I don't want to keep them waiting too long, but I'm just going to, we have, um, we were... I can hear you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, we had, um, when, before we started the podcast, um, there was, I sat there one night and I'm like, I think I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. The next morning, I just sat in front of the computer and recorded episode zero. And when I did it, I'm like, no one is going to listen to this. No one is going to care about this. <laughs> and I'm just going to be doing it because I like doing it. Well, I completely screwed up that prediction. So, yeah, thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for the listens. Thanks for... And we got two really nice reviews this week, and normally we would read reviews on the show. We are going to read those reviews, but we're going to do them next week. Yeah, we'll this wait. way we're not going to yeah. cut into time with our guests. Um, I normally, Ethan and I talk about, like, whatever, but you know what? We, we have a guest. We have a pair of guests. Yeah. Um, it's our third husband and wife duo, which is kind of cool. Crazy. And... I am really excited about this because out of nowhere, and I literally mean out of nowhere, mm-hmm. these two created a movement mm-hmm. on basically on everything, but mostly on Instagram um, called May for Makers. And for those of you that listened last week, you know that I've been torturing myself by doing a YouTube <laughs> video every, every day. single day. And these aren't like just me talking head video. Like I actually have to think about these and put a little production in. So what I've been doing is I've used it as an excuse to stress test my video recording setup, which boy, (laughs) I've evolved quite a bit in a very short period of time. And I owe these guys a lot for that because that as much as I'm enjoying the prompts, I'm also enjoying, you know, kind of getting my systems down and getting them more efficient. 10,000 hours, right? It's, it feels like 10,000. I'll tell you. <laughs> so I, I stood there to record this morning and I'm like, 
oh my God, I'm on day 11 and I'm enjoying these prompts and I'm looking down the list. I'm like, I'm looking for some of them. I'm really looking forward to like, cause they're going to require demos and I'm very <laughs> excited about that. But I'm like, it's day 11. Like, why did you think you could do this YouTube style? Like, I see people like putting a picture up and doing a caption, and it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm just going to do. Yeah, a you YouTube went all in right. every day. Um, let's welcome Luke and Scylla. Hey guys, how you doing? Hello. Hi. Thanks for having Hello. us on. Yes, thank you. The movement creators. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You guys, I mean, I am so impressed, and you know, we had a brief mention of this beforehand, obviously, but we like to we like to bring it to the show and. You guys just, I, I'm so impressed. I, I'm, I don't take this the wrong way. I, no, I hadn't heard of you guys before this kind of started circulating. And I'm like, oh, these guys are cool. Look what they're doing. I like this idea. And the next thing I know, I see names like Paul Jackman are doing. I'm like, what? Like, how did you, how did you do this? Like, well, and, and it's, it's, as we were saying before, too, it's amazing. I mean, it's really hard to get something going on Instagram these days with, with all the noise and all the accounts and everything like that. So, and, and you guys just crushed it. It's, it's been amazing to watch how, how much this has taken off. I mean, just in our circle, we know a yeah. bunch of people that are just, as soon as it came out, I was like, yeah, we're doing, we're totally doing this. Because I remember <laughs> we do something, um, our friend Morley does every Saturday. He does Makers on Zoom having coffee. And when you guys put this out, I went, is anyone doing this? And like four people were like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally doing this. I'm like, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, I, I, we've seen stuff like this, but what, what struck you to start this of all things? And I mean, not for nothing, but where did you get the nerve to think you could make it work? Like, you know. <laughs> well, we didn't think like that. Like, what's this? How are we going to make it work? Uh, it really came about while... For the month of April, I took part in something called Artists uh, April for Artists. And being a painter, it's that community, okay? So it's a different community. And during that challenge, I found myself uh, being, I was like, what's going on here? I mean, I'm not really, I'm, I'm clicking the hashtag, I'm looking for artists, and it just wasn't as engaging. People weren't interacting. It wasn't the same. And being someone that I feel falls in the middle of a maker and a fine artist <laughs> i thought to myself well what could we do i as in the maker community and i thought up uh, i i thought may for makers and i thought wow this would be um i said luke what do you think i said first look up see if anybody else has done that <laughs> and uh no we did we did and didn't see that there was any other may for makers stuff in the past um, and also the creator of April for Artists, when I would reach out to her, say, thank you so much uh, for doing this, I received no response at all. Oh, really? So That's it wasn't, enough. yeah, it was it, it was a put off to me at first and I started to feel discouraged. And I, of course, I, you know, I did it and I, I really experienced um feeling like, okay, this is a challenge and I'm going to learn from the challenge because that's what it had to offer me and not the community aspect. And that's what Luke and I were looking for in this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as far as the maker community goes, it's just, I, I feel like it's unmatched when mm -hmm. it comes to any other type of, you know, community of people that come together to share knowledge to share inspiration and to really just be there for each other like Silla was saying with the artist challenge and artist community in general i mean i feel like they 
sometimes get a stigma of being more on the pretentious side, maybe. I mean, don't quote me on that 100%, but um, it's just, you, like she was saying, you know, you were participating in this thing and you're putting your heart and soul into it and you get no response. You get not many likes or follows or whatever. I mean, the analytics of that and what it comes down to, it means something different to everyone else. But really, when you post something on Instagram or out in social media, you're sharing your work and your voice. And if it goes kind of unheard, it's kind of like, oh, man, why did it, why am I even doing this sometime? It, right. It, it was interesting because when it first started, I you posted you guys posted something in your stories and I, I kind of like chimed in. I was like, I'll just give them a little, you know, a little message to say hi. And I got a response. I'm like, wow, like I'm not used to that. Usually these challenges go out and you follow the creator or something. And it's like, just like you said with April for artists, where it's just like, it's just a black hole. Like they don't have time for you. They created this to get their name out there, not to really get anyone doing the challenge and you guys have created quite a community around this. There's a lot of people doing well, this. And, and I think that's, I mean, we've talked about the power of challenges and, and the benefit that challenges can have. And, I, I, you know, I've done a, 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 you know, a fair amount of challenges and I've done all the Modern Maker ones and stuff like that. And it's, it's not even the, you know, getting the attention of the people that are hosting it always. It's the community that comes from, from being part of the challenge. And, and we were talked about it when Michael Alm was on. That's how we were introduced to each other. And, and you just create this kind of camaraderie um, around being part of the same challenge or the whatever. And it's, it's pretty amazing when it works. Yeah. So you guys, you guys, you guys get this idea. You get this idea. And you, you go, okay, we have the idea. Now what? So you have to come up with, I mean, you have to come up with 31 prompts. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And it's like, I, I was sitting there, I was sitting there, I was, I was reading to go, that's really clever. Like, you know, I mean, you have the usual ones, I and mean, you have some that I would expect to see, like inspiration, motivation. But, you know, like some of the stuff I really enjoyed, like you have simple ones, like work in progress, and, you know, stuff like that, where, or how you learned, or quick tips. I really enjoyed the quick tips one, because I took that as an opportunity to go, you know what, this is my way of integrating things that, like, I like to make cutting boards. I enjoy making cutting boards. I find cutting boards to be one of the funnest things that I make in my shop. And I've seen so many people just either work too hard or just flat out do something wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is a good way to tie all of that together, tie in the whole, using the prompt, give a couple of quick tips, and just kind of let it fly. How did you, I, I mean, it's an obvious question, but I have to ask, how did you come up with 30 unique, and some of these are really, really unique. Like, I love, as a guy who's always talking about making as part of a business, how you market is a great prompt because that's going to get the people like me who get all their business off Instagram. Like, how do you get your business off Instagram? People have asked me that. Like, how do you sell on Instagram? Like, don't really sell on Instagram, but I, I sell myself on Instagram. And it's it's interesting because there's stuff in here that runs the range of all the stuff you would do as a maker. So, how did you come up with the prompts and how long did it take to come up with all these prompts? I was excited to share this. So in the middle of the artist challenge is when it started because it did, it was about two weeks mm -hmm. and we put a lot of thought into it. And Luke helped, of course, a lot. And what was cool is it, it went, it went through so many, um, iterations. We mm -hmm. revised it and what I, so you guys know, we 
asked other makers input. We wanted to give them an opportunity in it. We didn't just come up with all of it ourselves. We did. No, we didn't. It all of it. And mm -hmm. then we said, hey, guys, this is what we have. What do you think? Well, the, mm -hmm. mo the morning that Scylla said, hey, I have this really cool idea made for makers. What do you think? And I was like, that is amazing. And we sat down and just were thinking of different things, different ideas. We want to have obviously the generic kind of introduction and, and things that you see in other challenges. But then we started thinking of different ideas for the days and I would put myself in the mind of like another maker of what would they post for that and what could be a way that they would interpret that and the whole the really big hope that we had was that people could take these prompts take the day and have their own interpretation of it be something completely outside of the box and just have fun with it I mean it didn't have to be so strict of you know everyday carry being posting all the stuff you have so more like fun. guidance than prompts yes. yeah and we yeah. considered some of our good friends like what mm -hmm. would paul book for that yeah, or exactly. you know we thought about oh my gosh so we have we put a lot of thought into that and how can we also support it so that it's not too challenging but mm -hmm. still has a lot of room um and in that thinking you know considering others in that way it, it's so funny that you say that you're wanting to leave it open for interpretation because mm -hmm. bec before you guys got on me and Vincent were talking <laughs> and and I said I was like I actually really enjoy the fact that Vincent Vincent you're taking the challenges and you're you know you're taking your own interpretation of it and I find that that's really interesting to see how every different person is interpreting it their own way so it's so funny yeah yeah you can either interpret because what I like is you give people enough wiggle room to like okay this one I'm I just want to just bang this one out so I'm just going to take <laughs> this one literally and just literally put and then other ones it's like oh wow inspiration so the inspiration one was a perfect example it's like oh my inspiration well, what can I do I could sit here and I can show off a bunch of people a bunch of pictures <laughs> of stuff or I can talk about the people that got me to make, not just how I do stuff like or taught me, but the people that made me. And I picked three people who, to me, were my biggest inspiration in doing this. And it, it just felt really nice to acknowledge those people in, a, in, a, in kind of a nice way. And it, this has really given me the opportunity. I've cried twice. I've, <laughs> I've um, said nice things about people who brought me where I am. I mean, it's just been – it's been such a nice experience. And – I think one of the reasons this challenge is so good is because looking down the list of prompts, like if you're, if you're a maker and you feel like you have a story to tell, these are the kind of prompts that are going to get you telling your story to, to some extent. I don't know anyone so far that started and dropped out, and I do know a lot of people. And as we record this, it's May 11th, which means by the time this drops, it's going to be May 13th. And I do know a lot of people who are like catching up as of today, like banging out two or three a day so that they can be up to date so that then they can go forward with it. That's how good this challenge is. Like the prompts are so good that people are going back and finishing them so that they can keep going with the rest of the class because they missed out on the beginning. And that's got to be a great feeling. Well, and I also think, too, it's nice to give people that might not always feel comfortable kind of talking about themselves or or their their own work or whatever a a reason to 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 do that right because and so i think that's a really healthy thing too is it's it gives mm. people the the opportunity to to 
talk about their inspiration or what you know or their you know, oldest tool or whatever it is it gives them the the reason to do that and it is interesting but sometimes we get in our own way and we say oh, no one will be interested in that but yeah. you know but they but but people are so yeah. one of my favorite things is finding that a lot of different types of makers have come to surface so we have ceramics yeah. glass just a lot other things that are coming up which is great and um, one of the most things that I feel blessed for are the stories that come out so some people mm-hmm. that have discovered it have talked about how you know they hadn't been making in a while and they're like oh man I am a maker or the stories that are coming out of it like some someone's inspiration was that they take walks like the variety of things wow. and, and hearing mm-hmm. these really deep stories is it's very touching and I gotta say I just love how the different types of makers that have been coming up that aren't blacksmithing woodworking mm-hmm. it's right. that is really cool and I to watch the other people interact through comments and things like that it makes us so happy yeah I mean and going back to kind of the inspiration for creating this thing it was really to shed light on this community to have people that may have not seen another person and find them, you know, mm-hmm. by being able to just go in one place, searching the hashtag made for makers and seeing all the different things that people were posting. It really is so cool to see how it's, it, we are, we are all, we are all people and, but it doesn't always have to be exactly making. And that goes back to the prompts is we wanted it to be something where it could be outside of making. Like we have the prompt for, uh, what is it? Day, what is it? Come on, when you know these. Oh, day, day 12, <laughs> t- tomorrow's day, when you're not making. Yeah, and, yeah. I can't wait one, to see. I can't wait to see these. Yeah, but we just, this was in no way uh, something for us to say, hey, look at us. Like we are not like that. We don't want to have the spotlight really shown on us. We want this community to inspire each other. And and doing so, more people get inspired, more people see things that they may have not seen before. So and I were talking before we uh, started recording tonight, and it was like, a lot of the, in my opinion, or at least what I do sometimes, is you get on Instagram and you go through your feed, you look at your stories, and you see the people that you're already following. And then mm-hmm. by the time mm-hmm. you're done doing that, you close it off, whatever you're done. But there's so many people out there that are doing such amazing things that are so inspiring and have such a great story to tell about themselves that having something like this where everybody can come together and share their own perspective on different prompts and be found you know well and i think so i mean i think one of the reasons why the 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 term maker has been so you know broadly accepted and and, and is because it's so open and and i guarantee there's people that have discovered that they are makers from this challenge that never thought of themselves as makers before and and i think that is so powerful and so meaningful so we put that in the post purposefully we said yeah even if you don't consider yourself a maker follow along join see what you can learn and Mm -hmm. i just wanted to add that another purpose in the making was we really took into consideration what's happening in the world today and how it could bring people motivation how can people stay positive yeah definitely that's a good one because even guys like um david picciuto um he's talked quite openly the last couple of episodes Mm -hmm. of making it where he's having trouble 
kind of getting out of his own way and being creative and finding finding that spark to get down to go over to his shop and you know do some stuff and i think that you know initially some people myself included were like this is kind of cool you know i i have more time in my shop more time in my shop and then at a certain point it's like okay i i feel like i really just want to get back to my normal life a little bit you know you have that right. that pull also where it's out of the ordinary but you're still kind of stuck a little bit and it's not it was not it it was nice to have this like you start planning and start thinking about it i mean unfortunately i went back to work right as this started which was funny because i was like oh i'll have plenty of time of all day to make a youtube video <laughs> and now it's like no you got like two hours in the morning dude you better move quick <laughs> but it's great to see especially right now with everything going on it is nice to see that people are still going to their shop and even if it's maybe they're not as motivated or as happy or it's you know it is the the therapy of making is definitely a real thing yeah. It's interesting that you uh, point that out because if you think about it in life in general, no matter what's happening, having something to look forward to is very important in life. It just changes a lot. And mm -hmm. you, like you said, having these prompts and getting excited for one, like we're excited for everyday carry. You know, everyone probably yeah. has one that they're looking forward to. That's mm -hmm. funny. It's it's real and you know, I'm not to not to pull back the wall too far, but I was literally talking about this with my therapist. I know. There's a point to this, I promise. I'm not just I'm not just gutting laying on the couch telling you everything, but we were talking about the one problem that I'm having and other people are having like a lot of stuff that I had planned got canceled. Like I was supposed to be at a wedding two weeks ago. I was supposed to, you know, I had plans for this summer. I was taking like multiple trips. My wife was taking multiple trips. We were, I was going to see friends all summer. You know, I was going to make some travel. I was going to do traveling that I just normally, I'm not a traveler, but I figured this was going to be my summer where I was going to make weekend trips to see my friends around the country and hang out and have a good time. And I was really looking forward to that. Like I was very motivated to get to the summer so I can start going places and doing things and seeing my friends. And, you know, the horizon just got wiped out in front of me. Like there's nothing like I, my, my, my horizon right now is like five feet in front of me all the way to 20,000 miles away from me. And it's just empty. I know we you know, were yeah. supposed to go to Nice, France, actually in <sighs> April oh. yeah. to uh, explore the artists, you know, the art history that I was excited to see. And yep, that one, it just it just feels like a sledgehammer just flattened everything in front of me and it's like I understand you know this is part it's part of it but it's really hard to cope with you know looking forward is what human beings do and you know it's nice to say live in the moment enjoy the now yeah that's great but human beings don't function that way we just don't there's always we enjoy you know we can enjoy this thing but we are always looking at the next thing and not being able to see a next thing for God knows how long. Like, who knows when we're going right. to see the next thing? It's hard. It's really, really hard. And you don't realize it's not a minor thing to cope with, especially, you know, my therapist said that a lot of people are trying to cope with this. She's having a lot of her patients are just like, yep, they're just, it's just something, you, there's nothing you can actually do, you know? Well, and there's so much uncertainty, too. Like, that's, yeah, I think that's why a lot, of, at least for me, but I think a lot of people are dealing, it's just, you don't know when things, well, it probably will never go back to exactly normal, right? No. But, but it, and, and it puts us all in this feeling of we have no control, you know? 
and having this having this having having something to look forward to right. even if it's just like looking to forward to day 17 EDC or you know <laughs> day 26 where you get to muse about the tool you've always wanted like that's cool like I could totally get into that because I could lose myself in that for a little while and go yeah that's something I can look forward to you know something on the horizon that's not 50 million miles away yeah and the interpretation is another way to get creative like not only are you Mm -hmm. making up something that you had an idea for but you have to get creative with these prompts it's exciting yeah the the one i'll tell you the one that the one that inspires the most creativity to me is going to sound weird but i love number 19 on the wall Hmm. because whenever you watch especially like you know when you watch not so much makers but really content creators they have so much cool stuff on their wall in the background. It's like, you're just like, could you pause on that for a second? Let me just see what that is for a minute. Like, let me look like even people have these sticker walls that just have thousands of stickers on them. It's like, who do you have stickers from? Yeah. We just got our first sticker today. Yeah, we ordered. Oh yeah. yeah. P.L. Smith's first sticker ever. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to, uh, we'll have to do a sticker swap after this. Yeah. I put, I put my sticker wall, my sticker wall, which is really a sticker board up a couple of weeks ago. And I was so proud of like six stickers on. I'm like, wow, I've done pretty well for myself. I got six stickers so far. Yeah. Oh, I meant our first sticker from someone else. We don't have stickers yet. They're coming. They're in the mail. Yeah. But did you get them from Sticker Mule? No, we did uh, Sticker U. We looked around at a lot of different ones, and Sticker U seemed to have the best price for cool. yeah, yeah. They're really good price. Sticker Mule is is over overpriced, but they have great deals. So if you if you wait for it, you can get a great deal. But yeah, yeah, Sticker U is good. Crunch, I went crunchy hippie and got mine from um, no issue. The the company that makes the uh, the custom tissue paper. They started making stickers. And oh, like, really? Okay, cool. I'm gonna. Yeah, that's where mine come from. They're oh, from the issue. That. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That. Yeah. So, okay, enough talk about stickers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Normally, see, this is funny because this shows how disorganized I am tonight. My brain is elsewhere. <laughs> it's Monday. Not, not so much not here, but like my organization for tonight just sucks. <laughs> and normally, what we do is before we get into the guest's major thing, we actually introduce the guests. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So normally we normally the first thing we do with the guest is we like do a quick bio and we get to know who you are. And I feel like like, oh, we just kind of jump right into the conversation. So why why don't we backtrack a little bit and give us a little bit of a bio, how you guys met and, you know, that kind of story. And uh, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, we are. Luke and Priscilla. Yes. No, you have. Did like, I even say your? Oh my God! No, did you I did. even say you your did. names? You oh, did. You did. Luke and Priscilla. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, we both grew up in Syracuse, New York, and uh, we went Sorry. to high school together up there, and we met in art class. And I was, you know, a shy guy in my in, back then, and I would get to class on time. I was such a good student, and. <laughs> I was sitting in there minding my own business and then this girl walks in, you know, she's a couple minutes late, little rebel. And um <laughs> the she, first day of class. Yeah. She walks over to me, sits down, and she's just she introduces her introduces herself and goes, Hi, I'm Scylla. What's your name? And I was like, I'm Luke. And so from there, uh, we became really good friends and I admittedly had the biggest crush on her throughout <laughs> high school. Uh, we never dated then, but I went away to college down in Long Island to go to Hofstra University, where I got a degree in civil engineering, and a, I played on the golf team. I'm a 
pretty avid golfer. It's a big sport in my family. Uh, and that was one of the other reasons why I chose the school. But I ended up coming down here, finished my degree, and I was offered a job to work down here as a civil engineer. So that's my profession. What I do every day is uh, civil engineering, specifically in the field of transportation. So traffic signals and all that type of stuff. But um, I am one of nine children. Yeah. So it's one of nine. I've got seven sisters and one brother. And um, yeah, so going through high school, it was really fun with Luke. He got to uh, meet my little sisters and things like that. Um, I ended up staying in Syracuse because I am a big family person. Mm -hmm. I went to Syracuse University where I got my undergrad in art education with a concentration in painting. I actually stayed there to get my master's in teaching English as a new language. So that's when Luke and I reconnected. Mm -hmm. Um, And today I teach art at a public school. I teach middle school. And I've taught about everything from sculpture, ceramics, graphic design, uh, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's really interesting because I remember all my teachers, and I don't. I'm going to tell you the, f- the funny story. At the time, I didn't realize how much of an influence my art teachers actually had on me. And I, in the moment, as a kid, I'm like, okay, art's fun because it's not like book learning, right? As I'm getting older, and I, f- I find myself remembering all the little things. I had one art teacher in elementary school, and she was, I mean, she was just the greatest teacher ever. She could pull talent out of people that it was just remarkable. Like, you have kids, I had kids that, in my class that they couldn't even write their names legibly, and she pulled art. And I, I literally, I don't mean like drawings, I mean literal art out of these kids. And I always, I in the moment I didn't think about it, but now thinking back at it, it's like that's a miracle because a lot of people we talk. This is a recurring theme on the show, but a lot of people don't realize they have that creative streak until mm-hmm. they find the thing that they can be creative in. Mm-hmm. Totally, and our yeah. teachers are so good at divining creativity out of kids who either don't care or <laughs> don't think they have it or. I'm just, I'm amazed by art teachers now, especially like I had a jewelry teacher and I always tell the story. I took the jewelry class in my senior year of high school because I thought it would be a cool way to meet girls. (laughs) And that class ended up changing my life. I mean, it took 20 some odd years for it to start changing my life, but it did. I was able to turn jewelry making into an actual business because I took that class and I just, I'm amazed at, you know, and this isn't just for me to gush about you being an art teacher, but I just, (laughs) I, I just, I know that it's one of those things that, you know, arts, the arts in general are underappreciated in schools and they do take a backseat to book learning because that's kind of what schools are, but the arts are just, they, they don't, may not change you in the moment, but you'll always remember your art teachers. I remember every art teacher I ever had, all of them. Our art teacher the class that we had together, she changed our life so much, not only to the point that made me want to become one, she 
attended our wedding. Yeah. She was in our vows. Yes, go ahead. Luke, um, Luke actually. She was in our vows, actually, because, and wow. Vinny, when going back to what you just said about changing your life, I'm glad that I showed up to class on time because that really changed my life. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so. I can attest to um, those students, especially high school, whoo, when I taught sculpture. I had a couple guys in there. I knew why they were in there. (laughs) But um, it takes some, uh, you know, you can be an art teacher, any teacher to when you take that time to really invest in your students. I've got students still, especially, you know, the English language learners, which is one of my backgrounds to with the work that it takes to get these kids inspired and get them doing I I really pat myself on the back for that. You I am deserve it. I am Absolutely. I can pull that out. I I will convince them they are creative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you love baseball, let's make a baseball. Well, unlike unlike other subjects, you know, art there really isn't a playbook for teaching art. Like you just don't. You kind of I imagine, I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not an art teacher, but the way I envision it is you kind of assess the skill level of your kids and then kind of come up with something that would work for them and try to get the really creative ones to kind of go on their own but give them guidance but then take the kids that are struggling and kind of work really hard with them to pull it out of them a little more and it's just like I can't imagine I can't I can't imagine where there's like so much openness about how you can handle it like how do you even approach that every single semester like wow that's amazing yeah and I have um students that have special needs and I have a brother who has autism and he's nonverbal. and through this Mayfair Makers a lot of people have been sharing stories either they have a family member or a child and it's really nice to be able to connect in that sense because that's how I learned um sign language and so mm. I incorporate that into my teaching and being able to modify and adjust any type of teaching and learning it and having that background really helps with that. And it takes a lot of dedication and patience. Especially especially when your first thing is like, okay, we're going to start out by drawing something and you have, you invariably will have kids that go, I can't draw. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yes, you can. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you have that fight like often with your kids at the beginning of like a term or... I even ask permission. So, but they're like, will you help me? Can you show me? I say, do I have permission to touch their work or their sketchbook or anything? Mm. Well, I take that mm. back. I never touch their work. I ask right. for permission to help them in their sketchbook. Um, and it, it's fun. It really is. Because when you, when, when a student really trusts you and believes that you believe in them, it's right there then they don't need me anymore they go they got it like it's really powerful it's it's like you've given them you it's like the old toys where you'd pull a ripcord and the car would just go <laughs> like you're pulling the ripcord on a bunch of kids and it's like a whole bunch of cars just going forward <laughs> so how did you how did you how do you bring your the two of you since you both are formally educated in art how do you bring that into your making so for me like i touched on before like golf was a big thing in my life and one of the things I thought I was going to go to school for was golf course architecture so I would always draw and sketch and kind of make plans of hypothetical things so by having some background in drawing specifically I I was going to say drawing and painting but I'm not really much of a painter but um, 
yeah, I, for making for me, I love to sketch out different ideas that I have and use those as kind of a template of something that I'll go off of. Um, as far as my making, kind of going back to the bio, I originally started doing only woodworking. And from there, exploring that, want, desiring to have a shop. Um, in May of 2018, we bought our first house here on Long Island. And I had a garage space where I could turn into a shop. And from developing that, I ended up going to more blacksmithing. That's one of the new things that I've been doing. It's awesome. Yeah. And um, with our education background, this was actually what we used for our prompt, How You Learned. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. Com- we trans- answer your question. That's what we did. We explained how we learned. It came from our background, but also how we learn from each other today. So stuff he learned in his formal training or whatnot, or what he does on his own is how I'm learning too. Mm-hmm. And, and then he learns a little bit from me. So while we're making things together or separately, it kind of comes from all of that together. Yeah. Well, I love on your website too. It's uh, you have the section that's like uh, his, hers, hours or, or something like that where I, I love that because it's like the transition of like you're in uh you know each of your you know backgrounds or specialties and then how you guys bring it together it's really cool that is yeah that is kind of nice i do i do like that you guys are you guys are separate people right and then a, a an entity like you're 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 not just you're not just the the brand and i i, I do like that that's kind of that's i like that I, well, yeah. thank you it, it would be you know I we we've talked to um, we've talked to Evan and Caitlin we've talked to Kim and Garrett, and I'm always amazed at husband and wife duos that are able to do this kind of the same thing like work together or start a business together and essentially not kill each other, you know? Like because I you can always tell right you can kind of tell when people are sick of each other but they're just kind of nice to each other, and you guys have like a you guys have like a almost like a chummy vibe in your well, in your stories well, like you're like would, buddies and i would imagine again i what do i know but i'd imagine <laughs> it comes from a um a combination of having different talents and having the mutual respect and and appreciation for those different talents right absolutely i mean that was in my vows yeah. <laughs> that's what i said no, it's funny how the whole pl smith uh, brand business started was so and I, you know, we have our working professions of engineer and art teacher, but to really to make things and to be creative is our true passion, what we love to do in life and love to spend our time doing. And we've always had the dream of having a business together. And when a couple of years ago we were talking about that, like how could we, you know, have a business? And I was like, well, you're doing your fine arts, I'm doing my woodworking, how could we incorporate that? And we just over time came to the conclusion of, okay, like we'll bring both of our talents together and establish this business, PL Smith. And that became something that already existed. We just put a name to it (laughs) because, and I say that because when we moved down to Long Island, some of our first friends that we started to make happened to be small business owners. So a lot of our experience that we had was helping them get started. So we would, Luke would um, build, he made custom builds, shelves. We literally helped this one business start from the ground up and we 
started by helping a friend. And when we realized it over time, we're like, wow, we do this. So the huge part of PL Smith <laughs> in our goal and passion is helping other businesses. And that's what's on our website with that. Yeah. As, as our right. business, you know, and this is what we want, you know, to be kind of clear about with people so that they can know kind of what PL Smith is, is that we are a product because we do have things that Scylla and I both create, but we're a service as well because right. we enjoy, we really love to see others thrive and to see people get excited about things. And by being able to offer the service of helping a business kind of either develop something further or to just even get started from the beginning, like some of our friends that Priscilla was just talking about, um, they had a shop space and they didn't, they had a vague idea of what they wanted and they reached out to us and asked us, you know, kind of how could we make this happen? And so and I brainstormed and came up with designs of things to help them start their business, essentially. It went from the interior of the building to the branding. So I helped her with wow. branding oh. material. Yes, I and, and this again, so before PL Smith, we were already, you know, designing logos or painting murals mm. and doing things. And we when we think about it, it's like, wow, we are doing this. So you're like doing a maker incubator type thing where you basically <laughs> seriously like that's that's a great idea. Like you help people, you they come at you and say, I want to make X, and you're like, Okay, and what space do you have? And you just get them going. And I'll tell you, we've talked to so many people, and it's yeah. always the same thing. It's the getting started, and you guys are experts on getting started. Well, I I also like like it's it's funny. I was thinking as you guys were talking. Instagram makes you pick like a description, right? And you guys are the absolute definition of product and service. Like that's, you know, that's yeah. one of the options that you can pick to describe your, your Instagram uh, account. And you guys are that, right? That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I would say that um, one part of the service is it does say that we offer classes, but when we first started it in March, this Corona happened, so we weren't able to do it in real life. So we had this idea to hold a Zoom if anyone was interested in an open studio so that people could check out learning new things. So eventually holding a more formal setting of, of teaching the art or craft. And so as that part of a service, behind that is we want people to feel like they want to learn and grow. And to begin, that comes with a growth mindset and being mm -hmm. positive. And so with Made for Makers, that is the service we want to provide right. to, to shed light on, like Luke said. That's, that's, that's great. That's absolutely fantastic. I love, that you've, I love that you've tied art, making, and making makers into makers like you guys are just like the 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 swiss army knife of making it's pr pretty fantastic we're going to take a quick break and we're going to hit the sponsors and then when we come back we'll talk a little more and we'll uh, hit the video of the week the things of the week and all that other fun stuff so we will be right back awesome sounds good and we're back so the one thing that we haven't talked about, well, the one thing, well, <laughs> the one, th I always say the one thing we haven't talked about, and then we talk about 17 more things, but right. the one thing we haven't talked about is how you guys actually got started in the community, because the one thing we always talk about, and it, it's almost a cliche, but it really is the best part of being a maker, is the community. You know, you, you find your, your kindred spirits 
So how did you guys get started? How did you guys find your way into it? How did that happen for you? So that kind of was more on me in the sense when I was in school, um, I didn't have access to a lot of, you know, tools and stuff like that. I was always busy with school and golf. Um, and also nobody in my family is even a maker in any sense of the word. They really not. I mean, my mother, she went to school uh, at Syracuse for illustration. So she's very artistic. But my dad, he's not, you know, super handy guy. But um, yeah, I would just kind of spend free time at school on YouTube watching different videos and uh, I was always into cars and tinkering with them and adjusting Ooh. different things. You're hitting my sweet spot. Do you? Well, here's my test for any guy that says he's a car guy. Okay, you ready? Is Are the years 1967 to 1971 the best year for cars? I would say yes. I mean... Thank you. You're a car guy. You yeah. passed the test. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as far as classic cars goes, like definitely like GTO is one of my favorites. And old Mustangs are uh, so beautiful. Corvettes and all that. My um, dad's baby was a 72 Mach 1. That oh, was his car. And he loved that car. And you know why he got rid of it? Why is that? The, doc the doctor told him if he kept the car, he couldn't have a kid. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Too low and it was too dangerous for a pregnant woman to be in it. <laughs> so... He got rid of the car and, well, they I'd ended up I'd never make him get rid of that. Yeah. I'd be like, bring it home. I think my dad spent most of his life wishing he'd kept the car. But anyway, go ahead. No, I mean, real quick with that, like car stuff, modern car. Like I've had a 2015 WRX for a few years. And actually two weeks ago, the motor blew up on my way home. So that was not fun. But I've always been in the uh, market to get a truck. I and mean, as far as making and everything, that fits me more. It happens to all of us. I just got my first pickup truck a year ago this month. So nice. yeah, it happens to all of us. <laughs> yeah. So um, but yeah, I would tinker around with stuff. And I always love to be creative. And from YouTube, I found, you know, different makers like Jimmy Duressa. He was one of the first ones I found. And Bob Claggett, I like to make stuff. And Wait, who are they? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Duressa. Something Bob. else I have to research. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, even uh, Dave Picciuto, when he was the drunken woodworker. Like, I would just mm -hmm. watch these videos and be like, think to myself, I want to try that. That's something I could totally do. And it fits kind of in my realm of wanting to be creative and try different things. So from there, I would just start making different things, trying the different things I saw and um, really just exploring the craft. And that's how I got into woodworking to start with. So throughout the years of that Syl and I started dating we would have needs for furniture on the house and you know we were you know not living large in any uh, term in any way of the term but we would make our own furniture and just over time accumulating tools here and there and making whatever we had to so one of the things I liked, I liked in your bio was when it said, um, on your website, when it said that we, we want, we refused to buy anything we knew we could make. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just loved that. That made me laugh. I was like, yep, that's the kind of person. Yeah, that's a maker. That's a kindred spirit right there. Mm -hmm. Like, I dig that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're right. Yeah. I mean, that definitely got into the point. I was like, Luke, come on, let's just get this. And I was like, nope, nope, I'm not paying for that. I'm going to make that. But <laughs> um, yeah, so over time, like I said earlier, we... Uh, moved into our home here in May of 2018 so we just celebrated our two-year anniversary mm -hmm. and I've been working like really it was 
one year ago that I started to turn the garage into a shop and just adding more things, adding more tools. Every time I would say, hey, so I found this on Facebook Marketplace. She's like, oh, another tool? <laughs> but um, it just developed over time. And it really was in November, when was it? November of 2018 was when Syl and I went into the city because Jimmy had posted um, that he was going to be revealing the canoe that he made at the Filson Filson store. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So a couple months prior to that, Scylla had a gig at a uh, CrossFit gym about 40 minutes from us over here. And she was painting a mural on the wall. And I mean, this is a CrossFit gym where it's like, you know, people pumping iron, lifting. And someone reached out. She found me online because she was looking for someone who was, I was studying at the time. My series was on personal growth inside and out. And that was what my paintings were of. And so she invited me inside to make a 25 foot mural. Yeah, it was 25 feet long by like 15 feet tall. It was huge. That's um, awesome. And so the day that Scylla got there and she's unloading her car with her paints and this lady comes up to her and offers to help, you know, she's got, she's got gallons of paints that she's unloading and they get talking and she's like, oh, I'm an artist too. And she ends up handing Scylla her business card and it says Kathleen DeResta. And she's like, wait a minute, do you know Jimmy DeResta? And she's like, yeah, that's my brother. And after that, Scylla calls me. She's like, you have no idea who I just met. And from there, I went over to the uh, the gym to help Scylla out one day. And we went over to Kathleen's shop. And I got to meet her. And we instantly hit it off. And actually, it's kind of funny. Uh, Kathleen, Jimmy's sister, made both mine and Scylla's wedding rings. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So from there... That's when we went to uh, Filson to see Jimmy with the canoe and his whole family was there and we got to see, you know, Kathleen and we met his parents and it was just such an amazing event. And fast forward to May, um, as a pre-wedding gift, Scylla got me a class up at Jimmy's. I did the Obey the Grain uh, woodworking class that was taught by Tracy Chevron and his girlfriend, Katrina Nellis. Um, I don't know if you guys know of them or not, but they are incredibly talented woodworkers. They do carvings, uh, like bowls, spoons, axes, all that stuff. Um, it's, that actually was really Wait, funny. Which class was it? Was it the spoon one or the axe? The spoon. The, the spoon one. Obey okay, the grain. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. I could, I can't couldn't remember who was teaching it, but yeah, I remember that class. Yeah, that class was the last weekend of May, and the weekend after was our wedding date. Wow. <laughs> so the weekend before the weekend before your wedding, you're taking classes. The weekend before my wedding, I couldn't breathe. And you guys are like, no, you know what? We need to make some <laughs> she, she is the one that sent me there. I was like, <laughs> she's like, oh, is it close? And I was like, no. I love surprising him. Yeah. That's, that's, a, great, awesome. that's a great surprise. Yeah, seriously. Wow. So from there, I mean, that class honestly was so inspirational for me too because it really solidified – and me just being a maker and making new things mm-hmm. and trying things like with woodworking, I would make furniture, very linear, straight line things. And I learned how wood works in different ways, like of following the grain and making handles of, you know, axes, hammers and carving bowls and spoons. Um, so 
once we came back, I came back from that. We had our wedding. We went on an amazing honeymoon. Uh, fast forward to October. Scylla again surprised me with a trip to Maker's Camp. I told her about this over the summer. I was like, I'm thinking about going. Uh, maybe Because it was my birthday. That and weekend, yeah. My, yeah, my birthday is October 6th. And he's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, you know what? This is better. So I surprised <laughs> him with that. But then I couldn't keep that a surprise. So Yeah, so she told me, right, obviously, before we went, I had to know. But um, <laughs> And this is what I was saying before. I've always done woodworking. And... At that at Jimmy's class in May, I got to hang out with Brett uh, Skull and Spade thirteen and yeah. Jesse Ueda, I dressed up and in the free time of the class, they had the anvils over in the corner in the forge, and I was like, I've always been interested in that, and honestly, that was the first time that I ever even have seen an anvil in my life, and so. <laughs> I mean, and the way that Jimmy does his classes, they're so kind of like freestyle. Like you obviously right. you learn your stuff, but there's free time to do other things. And, you know, his shop that he has there at his house is amazing. I mean, and he's just doing more and more with it. But I was able to get a quick forging demo from Brett and Jess and worked on a S hook and just kind of the basic first blacksmithing things. And from there, I just was like, so hooked on it. I loved moving hot metal with a hammer. It was such a cool feeling. I, I feel like there's something about blacksmithing that I'm missing. Yeah. So <laughs> I did. I, I told this story when we had Sharon from Figments Made on, and I took um, in May of 2018. Yeah, 2018. In May of 2018, I took I took a blacksmithing class. And I was like, I, cause I just, I am a major junkie of Forged in Fire. I've seen every episode, right. most of them multiple, multiple times. And I'm like, I want to do that. And I took a blacksmithing class and I made, and I actually showed it on my Instagram stories over the weekend. I made this thing that was supposed to eventually be a marking knife. I saw that. Like, I, I love that story, by the way, because we've I've heard this story and I love it. Yeah. It's so horrendous. <laughs> like it's, uh, I screwed uh, literally at every possible point i screwed this thing up i couldn't have i don't think i could have screwed this up more if i tried to make it in a microwave and hit it with a spoon like, that's how <laughs> bad it is i burned the metal so there's like sizzle marks in it everywhere and even this weekend i was like you know what i'm just gonna go at it with the angle grinder and see if i can make this into something you nope nope <laughs> i just I, I don't know why I thought it would bite me. I thought I would get the bug and then just doing it. I was like, this isn't, isn't for you. Fun. Well, and we said that, that sometimes things aren't for you. Yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. And yet everyone I know, literally every other person I know that's done it, it was like, oh yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. And I love doing it. And then you could, you're saying the same things that Sharon said, you know, yeah. that just whacking metal on an anvil was just so much fun. And I'm like, I really wish I understood. I don't, I want to get it. I want to do it. I want to love it. And I just, it's not me. It's well, just, so, it's so, me. so Luke, I got to ask you. So I, I haven't met Brett yet, but I met uh, Jesse and Jesse's one of my favorite people like ever. She's awesome. Um, but did you like, he moved out to Joshua tree. Do you see his new shop? That's so cool. Oh, I'm so excited for him. Yeah. I heard him talking on his podcast, uh, how, it's going to be so hot in the summers, obviously. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Yeah. But it, it, what he's doing with it is so cool. Just It's recreating in a better fashion of what he had before, his ship shop 2.0. But yeah, 
Now, Brett is a very inspirational guy. He's really, I mean... Both of them seem like they're just... I mean, again, I've met Jesse, but both of them just seem like super chill. Oh, yeah. Just like, just great people, you know, just like people, good people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're just happy to to share the knowledge, which right. is the most amazing thing. So, um, yeah, from that, when I got the bug for blacksmithing... When she told me that we were going to Maker's Camp, I was like, oh, my God, this is an amazing experience. And this is the first year Maker's Camp was ever happening. And little did I know, she was reaching out on Instagram to Chris Cash. Do you guys know of him? Yeah. Mount Philip. Yeah. Mount underscore Philip underscore metal <laughs> underscore works. Um, <laughs> the guy with the most underscores in his name. But uh, Chris was an amazing guy. I got to meet him at Maker's Camp. And when we were there... I, I came out from the bathroom and he's sitting over there on the bleachers with this anvil. And I'm looking at him I was like, wow, man, that's awesome. Like, I thought that they were going to have it set up for one of the things. And he's like, yeah, this is your anvil. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? I didn't buy an what? anvil. And he's like, yep, Scylla got this for you. And I was like, oh, you're kidding me. Wait, is that the one that Scylla's holding in that picture? Yep, exactly. Uh, oh, cool. I love that. Is that yeah, the picture awesome. you guys dressed up, that one? Yep, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that picture. It's so cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. But um, yeah, it, it was the biggest shock to me that she reached out and surprised me with that. That's and so cool. I mean, that just was more of the affirmation of how she was supportive of my dreams that I didn't even know I had. I didn't ever think that I would get into blacksmithing. And by her doing that and bringing it home, the first night that we had it set up with the forge actually working and we worked on some projects together and we ended up forging out a spoon. And it's fun that we can help each other out in the shop and teach each other because with blacksmithing, one of the things is like you're standing over an anvil with a hot piece of metal that you're worried about burning yourself with, swinging a hammer. She's over at the side looking and telling me, all right, you're hitting it at this angle. Angles and hammer blows is the fundamentals of blacksmithing. And Mm -hmm. by having having her there, the second set of eyes just watching and helping me, it's just been amazing. And it's so fun to just be out in the shop together and explore different ideas of things we want to make. So So from that, I mean, that's kind of the, the intro of how I got into the making community and to, into doing what I am doing today. But Makers Camp was such an amazing event to just meet so many really down-to-earth, cool, like-minded people that honestly helped me believe that I am a maker. Because before that, I would always contemplate, what is a maker? Am I a maker? Mm-hmm. Do I... I mean, I don't make YouTube videos and I don't post everything on Instagram. <laughs> am I not a maker because I don't do that? But it... It's the make the term maker is so broad and right. It, anybody can can consider themselves to be a maker. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I again, I think that's why so many people gravitate to it, and it's such a liberating term because it, it, it we don't you, you don't feel like you're confined to anything. You know, I I don't know. I love yeah, that. One of the I love things, the term. One of the things that's great about Bob's approach, you know, he he prides himself on being a generalist. You know, a guy who mm-hmm. can fall into any trade, into any skill, and just learn it and adapt it and start using it. And I didn't realize how important that was until I started. I mean, my first foray into making was 3D printing. 
I bought a 3D printer because I just wanted to learn how to use it, and I ended up really enjoying it, and then that turned into woodworking. And I was like, oh, I've kind of pivoted off the one thing I was really excited about. I'm not doing it anymore. And then it became the jewelry thing, and then it now, right. now I have a laser cutter. Now the next thing into my shop in the next week or two is going to be a CNC. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm not really – I'm just kind of doing everything, kind of like Bob. You know, like, oh, I don't want to – sit around on this one skill or this one thing and go, yeah, this is what I do. I do this. No, I do a lot of things, which is weird because when you're doing a business as a maker, it's really hard to people, you know, you got to kind of create the impression that, yeah, if you want something made of wood, I can do that. If you want a piece of jewelry, I can do that too. You know, like it's, it's funny. You pigeonhole yourself trying to make yourself more appealing, but in the end, your your kind of, your heart wants what your heart wants, and for most of us, it's increase in knowledge, skill, new right. things. We're always looking for the next shiny thing to play with. Well, for me, for me, it was always, I mean, similar to that is, I I never like I never mastered anything, right? The you know, and and I always like so I never really called myself anything, right? Because I never mastered anything. I wasn't a woodworker because I didn't do fine woodworking. I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't a, uh, instrument maker because, you know, I made a couple instruments, but I wasn't an expert at it. So I never called myself anything. And the fact, and the day that I realized that this community and this, this world of makers existed was like such an enlightenment for me. It was just like, okay, there, you can, you can just be a person that likes to learn things and make different things. And you don't have to be a master at it to call yourself something. Right. No, not at all. I mean, that's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that that's kind of one of the things that started our PL Smith business and brand that just having a growth mindset, that was mm-hmm. one of the, I mean, that term, I really hadn't heard it much. And so I came home from school, was like, we're learning about growth mindset today. <laughs> it's and, something that I implement in my classroom, but also in my oh, life. I love it. Yeah. And just having that. The power of yet. I would say that a yes. lot of interesting oh, things. Oh, my God. That, we've that been word. Seeing... That three-letter word is life-changing when you start employing it. I'd, if you everything everything that you see is a limitation, just add the word yet at the end of it and it's like, "Oh, it's not a limitation, it's just something I haven't done yet." Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. I mean, and that's the thing is like just t- taking on tasks of learning new things and saying, "I have never done that, but I would like to try it." And just giving mm-hmm. it a go is so empowering and it ends up potentially being something that you really really love doing and for me like forging and doing blacksmithing is something i've grown to love to do that gives me an outlet to be so creative and i never would have done that if it wasn't for Scylla, honestly to send me to this class and to surprise me this stuff so (laughs) it isn't it kind of cool that the most one of the most formative people in your maker journey is your wife like isn't that great most Most people people, you know know, i mean and i'm I'm just gonna gonna say say it you know my as far as my maker maker community community, my my wife wife has been been super supportive supportive of everything everything i've tried to do but not to the extent where she's like setting things up for me to do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like right. it's kind it's kind of a neat situation to be in where i you always hear the running gag is like well i hope i hope when i die my wife sells my tools for what they're worth <laughs> not what she thinks i paid for them you know that kind of thing and it's like i i i i feel like i kind of feel lucky to an extent because my wife 
if I wanted to buy tools, my wife just goes, can we afford it? And I go, maybe. Okay, go ahead. I don't want to hear about it. Just make money with it. Go ahead. It's fine. You know, I feel very blessed that way. But then just imagining like her being like a creative enabler, like, wow, that would be like some next level stuff. You know, like I feel blessed (laughs) for what I have. And, you know, you have like, the next level of that like you have your creative enabler is your wife that's that's really cool that's sweet i like that i like that word enable (laughs) i and then another thing that we put in one of our prompts is how we push each other Mm -hmm. because it is a good thing we do butt heads but we learn a lot through that and one thing i always wonder is you know, again, back to that, what is P.L. Smith? Like, who are they? Like, we are a couple and you see that. But I do appreciate that people like you respect that we are our separate entities. And mm-hmm. I think that us as individuals makes it that much more special. Because right. if you first, like, found P.L. Smith through May for Makers, again, you might not really know what that is or mm-hmm. have that. But we hope that this experience and will benefit other people in that way to see, you know, you don't, you can be your own person and still, you know, find that journey of what it is you like to do. Like even how Luke, so I started making, cause you're talking about getting these tools and I will say, you know, can we afford that? I will. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, can I make something with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even with the anvil, I, I had no idea. And it's funny cause we came home and that's all we had. It's not like we could start blacksmithing <laughs> right away. It took us a while. A couple weeks right. after that. But it's those little things that I see something in and I'm like, you know what? It's important. And we'll get well, that anvil and we'll see. I can see, I hope, the future what will come of making a decision like that for my husband. Well, and you know, I mean, I think for even for couples that aren't both makers, there's that that idea of you can see the support that needs to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and and uh, you know, we, I've said it before on the podcast too. It's like Bettina has uh, my girlfriend has zero interest in this. I mean, you know, she 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 likes my videos, she likes my posts, but she doesn't even want to watch them. Like, and and I don't take offense <laughs> to that. She just is not interested it's not in her it. Thing. It's not her but thing. But she is the one that that convinced me to start my uh, to to. To get my uh, Instagram going, she's the one that uh, told me to get uh, you know to lock down my my name for the uh, my domain name for my website. She's the one that prompted that because she she knew that it was important. And so there's there's that kind of support too. That's you know you don't have to be a maker to support makers. And then the and the other and you know just give credit where it's due. My shop, which everyone tells me, oh my god, your shop is so big. You got such a great shop, and Ugh, yeah, I'm, me included. I, have a, I, st- <laughs> I started with the corner of my basement and a workbench, and I was so proud of that. It was just a bench in the corner. That was it. It didn't even have a light above it. Like it was just, it was, it was, it was cool because it was mine, but it was also kind of sad. It's like there's just nothing here, right? <laughs> and my wife. If it wasn't for her, I would still be in that corner going, I don't know if I can grow this or take over more of the basement. I don't want to step, you know, I don't want to step out of line or anything. And one day she came down and she saw how cramped I had cramped all my tools into that corner. And, you know, I had started accumulating tools. And she looked around and she goes, this isn't going to work. You can't keep this up. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you can't keep all your tools in a in a corner like you have to take more of the basement why don't you take half the basement 
And at this point now, I probably have about 80% of the basement now is, <laughs> is my shop. Like I've, I've worked around to the other half. I've worked to the other wall. I have three of the walls are mine. Like, and it's little by little, it's getting to a point where I'm probably going to end up taking up a hundred percent of the basement <laughs> because it's just, you know, it's just dead storage anyway, but I couldn't just do that. You know, and that that level, even that level of support, you know, just recognizing that something is important to me and that it was something that I needed to do and that would benefit not just me, obviously, you know, when I make money doing stuff, I make money for both of us. Right. Well, and when you're happy, you know, you bring happy happiness. husband, happy life. Isn't that the way it goes? Like, <laughs> yeah, happy something husband, like that. Happy life. <laughs> but no, it's true. Like, I, I do feel I do feel un, unusually blessed based on the struggles i see other couples having like i know guys who are in this space who and by the way this is no offense still i'm not trying to down wives or anything but i do know guys in this space are like i can't buy that my wife won't let me and my wife is just like i will not allow that you will never say that about me she goes if you want to buy something you buy it but if we can't afford it that's on you (laughs) (laughs) i am the same way i say just do it like get it let's get it let's see what happens Unless right. his car blows up, then it's like, maybe you don't need a ton of pens. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. And it, well, and that's a mutual trust that, that this is something that you need, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I don't know. If you have a good relationship where you're honest with each other, I really do feel like you can pretty much go, I need this tool. And she's not going to go, no, you don't. She's going to go, okay, if he's telling me he needs a tool or, you know, if you need something, it's not because you just want it. It's because you need it. You know, I have... It's actually made me – it's made me a better person Yeah. because I could – in the old days, I would have just gone out and bought a CNC. Now it's like, okay, look, I need a CNC. We, we're, we're del- I'm delaying this so I make sure it's the right decision. I'm making sure I'm buying the right one. I'm making sure there isn't a cheaper alternative or something. And it's like I'm putting in all this work and I'm not even thinking about it, whereas a couple of years ago it would have just been like, I just don't care. I'm buying one, damn it, because I am, <laughs> you know, I am the guy doing this and I deserve it. No, it's now it's like I know if I tell her that I put in the thought to figure out if this was the right thing, she's going to believe me and she's going to trust me and she's going to – I can do it with a clear conscience. Yeah. You know, and that's – I. You know, well, we you, also whole... don't, you also don't want to disappoint the other person. I mean I think that it goes both yeah. ways too is you don't want to – you don't want to – you know, do something stupid. Rack? Right. You don't want to, you don't want to buy an X carve and have it sit in your basement for a year. <laughs> Not that I've done that. Not that I've done that. Twice. No, 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 I didn't do it twice. I only did it once. I almost did it twice, but I only did it once. Um, I think we're going to get on to our, um, our of the week of the week because yeah. we actually have a connection. Our guests have a connection to our purveyor of the video of the week. Do you, yes. do you want to intro it this week? Ethan? No, go for it. You, you're oh. so good at it. Oh, oh. I feel the love. So, our video of the week was, we, we actually, we, I'll be honest with you, we kind of swung a little bit back and forth on who are we going to pick, who are we going to pick, and then it was like, oh, no, wait, no, this is the obvious one. Well, and it's always so hard, because I, f- I feel like we, both of us kind of want to pick people that are lower profile, like smaller we channels, do. lower we do. profile. It's, it's, uh, that yeah. is the God's honest truth. Yeah. It is very hard, <clears throat> and just, you know, for those of you listening... When we pick a video of the week, we do take in... Remember when David Picciuto was doing that series where he was like lesser-known makers? He yeah, would yeah. pull them in. I kind of want to highlight, if right. somebody's lesser-known, I almost have a bias toward them to For make sure. a and, 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 I, and I think that's how it should be, to be honest. Yeah, right. we, you know, because, look, we have... A, as I learned, we have a platform. <laughs> Who knew? 
And we might be able to help somebody <coughs> get a little recognition for their work that they may not otherwise get. But I think this time we just had to go with one of the big guys because the video was so damn cool. So it's my video? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it's Ethan Carter, which I didn't... By the way, uh, we'll talk about this in a second. I didn't get a chance to kiss Ethan's oh. butt over his latest video, but I'm going to kiss Ethan's butt over his next video when I give my thing of the week because uh-huh. I have to kiss Ethan's uh-huh. butt, even though he's not my thing of the week, but the video was just fantastic. <laughs> but you. the winner is Paul Jackman. Yeah. Um, the, the vase that he, right? that wavy yeah. vase is just ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. I I am blown away by how much effort and love and just amazing artistic ability went into this freaking vase. It is absolutely fantastic. It, it's amazing. And and I said it when Michael Alm was on too. Like, there's very few people that I really call artists and, and I... And, and I think Michael maybe might be more like traditional sense, but Paul Jackman is, he's an artist. He's a mm-hmm. sculptor. He's an artist. And, um, and, and that vase is just unbelievable. It's, it's a beautiful piece of art. And, you know, one of my favorite things too, is in his comments, people always like, there's always a comment about like, this is the most ridiculous project. Like just go back to woodworking or something what? like that. I watched yeah. that entire video. <laughs> Believe it or not, it was I had to rewatch it because I'm I from the artist side, I was like, this is incredible. And I messaged exactly. him. I messaged him. We talked about it because yeah. the appreciation I, I was just I was blown away and it's well deserved. Oh, absolutely. He, and you know, he's he's his projects are are you know, artworthy and his editing is just phenomenal. Like he's he's just yes, it he's is. such a clever he just hilarious. He went editor. to Syracuse with me. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh wow. Is that where he where where is he located? He's in, he's Mar- in, he's in DC, DC now. Yeah, DC. Okay. I I when he does I swear every time he does it I crack up like a child, but when he does the conga line as he's dropping the yeah, stuff yeah. on the workbench, <laughs> every time I laugh. It's like I know it's like a shtick that he does, and it makes me laugh every single time, every single freaking time. The guy is the guy is like you said, he's an artist. Like we he really are, is. We are we're very lucky to have had Michael Alm on the show, because we've had a lot of makers. We haven't had a ton of artists, and Michael is definitely an artist. And I feel like Paul is in that class of maker where he's almost more of an artist than he is a maker yeah i I would agree i think he's 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 moved to that for sure he's progressed to that and uh yeah but you know the my only concern though is like uh i think vincent you know i i really like to take all the the jackman size projects (laughs) and make mini versions of them and i really really do not want to make a mini version of that base because that seems like a lot of work i i was looking at it as he was doing it you know what my mind was doing i was like I wonder if I could model that in Fusion 360 <laughs> and 3D print it and do like a different color for every layer. Oh, that'd be awesome. And the answer is no. I cannot yeah, do don't that. Do I don't have that skill set right now. But I bet you if I worked really hard, I could I could determine how to do it and figure it out. <laughs> the fact that he came up with his own tool, he made his own tool to work right. on that thing. It's so cool. Yeah, the, the long nose, the, the thing that he was putting into the bottom to turn the inside, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. It's just... Well, yeah, it, well, it, it was. It, it also goes back to the when he made that uh, huge screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fact that he figured out how to like spin the uh, epoxy 
to get it to cure the way it did. Like that is like mind blowing. Like no one had ever thought of doing that and he figured out a way to make it work. So yeah, that's why he's amazing. The day I discovered Paul's videos, I, I remember, I, I, I always do this, but I remember like I didn't watch anything else that day. It was like, it was just Jackman until I was done. Like that was it. It was every video. And it's just, he's just so damn talented. Oh, and you and you guys have met him too. He's probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. Too. Oh my gosh! I mean, th- that's one of the amazing things with Maker's yeah. Camp is that the people you meet. But we got to hang out with Paul and talk yeah. to him and get his backstory and just get to know him on the not social media side, right? A personal level, like a, a person. Exactly, right? and he is yeah. just the sweetest guy, honestly. Yeah, and for sure. His laugh is so contagious. Like <laughs> yeah. he just, I mean. He had that screwdriver at Maker's Camp last year, and to hold that thing, to feel how heavy it was, like, it is, I mean, everything he does is a work of art, really. Yeah. And yeah. I actually showed my high school sculptures class a video of his, the, the chair. Yeah, the, the baseball. baseball chair. Yeah. Oh, the baseball chair. Yeah, yeah. because we were making insane. large, we were, the concept was to make something very small, large. And my kids made a giant Kit Kat bar and a giant Starbucks <laughs> cup. And, and, and that whole, that I don't whole, even know if he knows that. <laughs> no, I mean, the whole Jackman-sized, you know, movement yeah. that he's done is so cool to see. I mean, I got one of uh, Jocko's maker knives and the video that he did with Jocko there making a Jackman size one is so cool just to see how the thing works and right just he actually made it functional yeah that's, that's the, crazy the crazy part, part that, that it does, does freaking work, work. Like, like holy crap well so I, I may tell you guys to give it mine does not function the correct way but you have to it, go back on my Instagram feed I did a mini I did see that I did yeah, right. yeah, yeah. that is so cool <laughs> yeah it's fun He's, um, he's, he's he's one of those guys. guys I, 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 always I always talked about, about when, when I started when I started, when I started the podcast a year ago. One, one of the people that was on my mental list of like eventually I got to get him on. You know when I'm big enough that he'll know who the hell we are. Like it was Paul Jackman was one of those people. Like yeah, when I have enough clout, I'm gonna get him on. Paul to come on, sure. Reach out to him. I'm sure that he would be. Yeah, I think I'm sure he would. I feel like you have an in now, so I think we have a couple of connections to Paul. I want to come on now. But yeah, that was that was his. I feel like that was an easy one. And it's it's great to see such amazing stuff being turned out by by people right now. We were surprised. Uh, I wouldn't say surprised to, to see him do it. it oh, I will, makers, I, uh, made for makers. Yeah, sorry. I would say that we were a little surprised when he did it. We were like, whoa. No, <laughs> because, <laughs> because it was so cool, his introduction knowing you know getting to meet him and get to know him and hang out with him we learned more about him in that post <laughs> it was makers, so yeah. awesome yeah and then he continued to do it too he's still doing it so it, it's just an awesome thing if you had so i was going to ask you guys this and i forgot until you just said that so are people keeping up with it like have you has anyone dropped off that you've seen or is I, everybody i will say that the coolest thing is people jumping in today, yesterday, just, you know, yeah. catching up, like throwing it in. And I, I mean, even we haven't noticed if thing if people have dropped off because we aren't looking for that. I constantly comment or put in a story. Hey, guys, it's not about meeting that. It's about having mm-hmm. fun. I always say, hey, 
do some if you can. If you don't, who cares? It's not about that, you know, challenge yourself, but it's all about the experience. And that's what we want people to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, and this thing is so open to any interpretation, like we were saying before, like Derek from Malden, he was commenting on our first thing saying that he'll try and do it and he normally he does not do these challenge things that people send and he'll just put a the hashtag in the story and to keep up with it so it's i mean we really haven't seen anybody drop off and even if so they pick back up and do a couple days worth in our, in one post or something like that. And it was funny today. I was listening to the AskCast podcast with Paul Graz and Zach, um, and Graz was saying on there that he's just going to wait until <laughs> May thirty first and do all thirty one posts <laughs> in one day. That's awesome. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> that ain't easy. I, I will say this: the, <clears throat> my motivation, one of my motivations in doing this was, <clears throat> I wanted to just get rid of the cruft in my processes and mm-hmm. actually put some content up on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And this was such a good opportunity to put a lot of content up in a very short period of time. And what I didn't expect was after like the second one, or was it, I'm sorry, the fourth one, which is after, yeah, the proudest piece one, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much I had to say about this one cutting board that I made, the very first one I ever made. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how much that piece actually meant to me till I sat there and looked at the prompts like, what is my proudest piece? Yeah, I mean, that's... the introspection that, that's come out of this, by the way, has been remarkable to me. <laughs> no, thank you. I mean, yeah. that that's the whole thing is we wanted it to be just fun for people to do. And I mean, personally, with my Instagram, I would always come into these ruts of like, oh, I don't know what to post. I don't know what I should do. And this is also something that can kind of spark a little inspiration in your mind of saying, okay, I have this challenge, I have this day, and this is what it says to do, and I'm going to figure out and find something to do for it and to post on there and to just have more content for my, you know, my feed. Before we get to the things of the week, I actually had a question, and I was thinking about this a couple of days ago, and I was, I was like, hmm, this is a good question to ask them. So here it is. You ready? How do you follow this up next year? Oh my god! I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you <laughs> on the spot, but I'm I'm dying to know. Like, are you gonna? Would you? I mean, obviously you can't. Some of these prompts you're not going to be able to reuse if somebody does it both years. So, June, are you going to do it again next Jakers, year? Sir? Hey, <laughs> I would say that we did it for the people. So, I think that it will happen if it does. If people want to. If, yeah. if you want to see it happen again, as far as the prompts, hey, bring it on. I love that, well, that stuff. But, you know, if, if people want to do if it went well and people want to do it again, then I think it will happen. I well, love I mean, the feedback. I definitely would love to do it again next year. And also, I would love to have an input from everybody right. that did participate to see, like, what would be something that you would like to see as a day that you want to post or something that, you know, as you were participating in this what did you think would be something cool to show or, or you know, a spin on whatever? So Yeah, guys, that's exactly what I was just going to say. I was like, if you put it out there, you easily get every day, oh, you know, more yeah. than enough ideas. So that's, you, you heard them, guys. And yeah. everyone listening to this podcast, you need to, 
if you want, send it to us. We'll send it to them. But yeah, that's actually a really good idea to crowdsource it. I have a feeling yeah. everyone doing this this year, I have a feeling you're going to retain a lot of people that are going to do it next year. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, if, you do, if you're doing it, I think you realize just how fun it actually is. So. Because it's all about the community. I mean, right. I, it's honestly, it's not about the individual per se of, oh, follow me, like my stuff. It's We hey. wanted to give back yeah. to, mm-hmm. and again, we wrote this, but we really mean everything we write comes from the bottom of our heart. And we wanted to give back in a way that changed our life the way Makers Camp did and all the amazing people that we met there. That's awesome. I love yeah. it. I absolutely love it. Um, you guys, so typically for when we do our things of the week, we typically let the guests go first. So you guys want to hit us with your thing of the week. All right. Well, we have two. I'll, one is some wise words. I'll let Luke take that one. Um, the other one was the growth mindset. So it was a ter- it's a term, and we mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. I do – so it, if you look it up, it is a term. It's been studied, researched. It's just putting a, some, a term – to something that I I believe really changes people's lives. And it's part of PL Smith's mission. And it is to, again, eh, the power of yet, you know, having that thought, okay, I don't have something or I feel like I can't do it right now, but you know, how can I do it? Um, How can I change it moving forward? And just a little side story in my classroom before we got not not in school anymore. Um, my we have a wall, and if my students like if someone if we hear anybody say like I can't do it or I suck, uh, we stop the whole class and we grab a post-it note. They get to pick the color. <laughs> they have to write down what it is they said, um, and write something next to it that follows it up with a growth mindset. For example, you know I. I suck at this, I can't draw. And then they, they write, but I will refer to my sketchbook or I will try harder next class or I will practice this. And then we even do prompts where in the morning they when, or when they stroll in the room, I'll have something up on the board and it will not be related to art at all. It's just like one thing <clears throat> is what did you, how did you have a growth mindset out of school? Cool. And then we'll let everybody share. And someone's like, well, I've been working on my back handspring and I fell, but I kept going and I got it now. And then that one student, this, the most shy kid in the world, le- could relate to that. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm trying to pass my uh, um, I'm hunt- uh, hunting, not license, yeah, but hunting to, license. Yeah, to, and I was like, wow. And we all started and we bond together as a class with that. But with a growth mindset, we practice it at home with each other, encouraging each other. You know, if we feel like we can't do something or we start to get down on ourselves. And we also want to do that in um, in the maker community is um, cheer people on. It's good. It's good to be a cheer. Everyone needs a cheerleader. So it, it is good. It is good to have a, a cheerleader in your corner. It's I found a really good, and it's, it's a shame this isn't a visual podcast, but I did find a really good infographic that explains the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset from, actually, from the book. And it's, it's awesome. a really, really good graphic to explain the difference between the two. Um, 
I might actually just throw this in the show notes just so people can get a good primer. That's my little thing I brought. My thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's your thing. Might as well might as well link it to the book where it came. It comes. Well, heck yeah. No, go from the book, right? It is inspired. Yes. Yes. Inspired by the book. Let's call it inspired by the book. (laughs) Uh, Very cool, Um, Luke. So what I would bring this week is from Makers Camp last year is when I got to meet and really spend some quality time with Patrick Reynolds, who has been just an amazing, inspirational person in both Scylla and I's life. Um, And we were sitting around the campfire there, and I was explaining to him how I felt almost out of place. Like I was saying before, like, what is a maker? Am I a maker? And kind of just down on myself in a way of not having the most confidence in myself. And in talking with him, he gave me some amazing analogies. And the first being, think of your forefathers behind you, your father, your grandfather, your great grandfather, just look in a line behind you, looking at you and saying, look what he's doing, you know, and saying the the way that he's doing it is amazing and just being proud of it. And the whole point of that was to go out and claim your confidence in the sense of if you're not feeling amazing about what you're doing, it's just you have to claim that confidence and say what I am doing is amazing. It is making a difference, whether it's in my life or for somebody else. And just that whole thing of being more confident and having that mindset, it has changed my life so much and being, you know, more grateful of what I'm sharing and what I want to show the world in terms of Instagram posts. Like at that time, I really hadn't done much YouTube and that's always been a goal. It's always been a goal of mine to share my processes and share my works through video format. And that kind of kickstarted me to say, you know what, I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, Patrick has been such an amazing person in our life to share those types of things. And one of the other things that we talked about recently was the head and the heart. And the idea behind that is, you have a decision to make and you can either pass that decision through your head and say, Oh, you know what? This isn't going to work. It costs too much money. Or you could say, you know what? I'm going to shut the head out for a second and I'm going to pass it through my heart and say, what does this mean to me? How much of a difference will this make in my life if I were to do this? So the head and the heart is something that I've tried to pass into my daily thinking of, okay, I am going to do this because my heart says it's the right thing. And my heart says it's what I really need to do. Or, you know, we have to make a decision together and sometimes he's the head and I'm the heart. Yeah, That's (laughs) actually not a bad way to do it. Sure. Or the other way around from buying tools or, you know, something bigger. It's like, okay, let's be logical and let's go with our gut. And that's what we do together. Absolutely. That's fantastic. I, I gotta, I gotta say, say, hearing you guys, hearing you guys talk, talk to each other and seeing the way you guys act, act in your stories and stuff, it's just, just it is it is, it is nice, nice to see, see like, like the way you guys, you guys interact with each other and how you, there's there's, there's like, like 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. There's just a nice vibe that the two of you have together. And I, I, it really makes me smile. Like I like seeing you guys together and hearing you talk on the show tonight. It's kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like you guys are made for each other. (laughs) Thank you so much. Seriously. I mean, that's honestly what it comes down to for us is, you know, I married my best friend and we really root each other on with whatever we are doing, whatever idea each other has and we really are who we are yeah whatever Mm -hmm. you see on instagram if you met us you know or what we we are who we are and we work really hard to make sure that we portray that you know we never want to come across like like i said we put so much work into every word into every Mm -hmm. anything See, I think that's so important too. I, I'm the same way. I want someone, if they meet me in person, to to feel like the, I'm the same person as I am on anything, whether it's Instagram, yeah. YouTube, whatever. I I just I feel like if 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 you're not doing that, then you're just you're. I don't know. It's I, just I, fake. I've had right? conversations, conversations on this, on this podcast, podcast stuff, stuff that, that I can't believe I've said to other people. people. And I guess it's just me, me going, going, yeah, because that's, that's me, right? Like warts and all, that's, that's <laughs> me, you know? Dealing right. with depression, all, all the stuff, stuff I went through last year, right. cancer and all that. And it's like, you know, in the old days, people were like, you know, don't talk about that. No, you know what? Yeah. who I am. And I kind of want people to know me. You yeah. Know? Hell yeah. It's, it's, it's everything I am is everything that's happened to me and everything I've done about it. So if I can't tell you that I've been to hell and back and tell you, you know, and then you go, well, what was it? I can't tell you. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of, you kind of limit yourself with, you know, that crazy. Well, Luke and I talk about that and I appreciate you sharing your story and what you've been through because when we talk about, you speak of maybe someone that, doesn't want to be in the challenge or falls off or, you know, you don't want people following you or, you know, this or that. You want your ideal per- person that who it is that is being true to themselves also. That's what you want to focus on is that mm-hmm. ideal. You know, if you want you want or we want people who are themselves and being yeah. true. And that's all you have to worry about. Don't worry yep. about those other people out there, even if they're making the craziest, awesome thing and they have thousands of followers or whatnot. You know, worry or don't worry. Continue yeah. staying focused on the positive and those people because those are who you want around. Well, that's who you want to keep. Mm-hmm. And, and And those are the people that, I mean, Honestly, that's the following that you want anyways, to be honest. You want the following of people that really, truly care about you, you know, and and, and that want you to succeed and want you to, you know, want to be part of your story and, and your, you know, your whatever. So one of, one of our, fr- one of the friends of the show, Matthew Vandeputa, who is a, um, he's a time-lapse photographer from Belgium, lives in Sydney, alternating between Sydney and London. One of the coolest guys I've had the privilege of meeting. Um, I jokingly call him my man crush because I just (laughs) love the guy. I love what he does. He's just one of the most talented people I've ever seen. And if he's listening to this, by the way, this is your test, Matt. Are you listening to this? (laughs) Hit me up. Anyway, um, his sister is a consultant. And her, she runs a consultancy about for growing your business and whatever. Um, she goes by on Instagram. She goes by Fast Forward Amy. And one of the things she posted the other day, it just it's one of those simple little things that you hear and you go, yeah, that's really that really hits. She said it said, um, your competition is not other people. Your competition is yourself. And I was like, damn. 
that's good. <laughs> like, that's the kind of thing you should put on your, like, bulletin board on the wall and just look at it once a day just to remind yourself that you're not – it's not a race against other people. It's a race against yourself. You're mm-hmm. always – your improvement doesn't come at the expense of others. It should never come at the expense of others. And if it does, that's not – that's not improvement. Yeah, right. just to add to that – uh, Pat, another word of wisdom, Patrick's daughter, she, Kira, she made, handmade, she does calligraphy, a quote that's hanging in our office, framed, says, if you're looking for that one person to change your life, look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, it's true. It's true. The first, the first change has to be you. It always right. has to be you. Um. Ethan, you want to hit up your uh, your thing of the week? Yeah, mine. Uh, I'll do a quick one. So uh, this week, I mean, this is no, you know, no surprise to many of us. But um, but my thing of the week is Make Magazine. So I had not been. I I was not a subscriber before they went away or anything like that. Um, and but when they came back, I was like, I have to subscribe. And uh, they do a really, really good job. It's a really fantastic magazine. I got the digital version of this month's, and I, I've just skimmed through it, so I'm, I, you know, I can't talk about anything in particular. But their their articles, uh, their projects, uh, their thoughtfulness about what's going on. I mean, this this month's uh, magazine was all about. It was very much about like um ma- uh, you know masks and projects to do with your kids at home and stuff like that and it's just very very uh timely and thoughtful and they just do a really really good job um so my thing of the week is make a magazine everyone should get it it's really really worth it they do great stuff and uh yeah they're the only they're the only digital version of a magazine I've ever seen that doesn't suck. Like I know, I know, it's amazing. The digital app is really, really good. good, really good. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And one thing I did appreciate <clears throat> was even when when everything went to hell, uh, and then they came back, I didn't lose all my digital back issues. Oh, really? Like, they were all just yeah, because I've been subscribed to them for uh, about three years now. That's awesome. Like three years worth of back issues in the app, and it's like, nope, you're you're good. We we got everything back. You're just it's right where we left off. Yeah, they're just they they want to do things for the right reason, and yep. I love it. Yep, I was asking why. Luke about what that was, and he told me it was one of the first. Um, like, gatherings that you know was real for makers to all come together. Oh, Maker yep. Central, yeah. Maker Maker Fair. Maker, right? Maker Fair. Fair. Maker yeah, Maker Fair. Fair. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's the and you know New York and San Francisco yep. are the granddaddies of yeah. it. New York Maker Fair is wonderful. <laughs> it was wonder. I've only I only got to make it there one time. The second year I couldn't make it, and the third year it was gone. So, but I yeah. did make it once, and that was good because I got to meet Bob, and that was yes. all I needed to do. I literally <laughs> went there with an I like to make sh- I like to make stuff shirt. Just so Bob would notice me. <laughs> and I got to talk to Bob for like 10 minutes and it was amazing. I was I listening to your guys' episode uh, the other night about when you were talking with Evan and Caitlin about how you really hope that somebody starts up yeah. the Maker Fair mm-hmm. thing again. And that is something that we really wanted to talk about was Maker's Camp. I mean, I know we've talked about it a ton tonight, but Maker's Camp is something that has started up. Last year was the first year. Um Austin handle his role in this thing. He is the son of the owners of the Blackthorn Resort up in the Catskills in East Durham. And him, along with Jimmy, have put this thing together to just get 
as many makers as possible together at once. I mean, in almost of a, not a replacement of Maker Faire, but a... In celebration. Yeah, Mm -hmm. a celebration, but also like, you know, an enhancement to it where Mm -hmm. it's just an event where everybody can get together that has similar mindsets that share what they do and have a great time. I mean, there's so much stuff that happens with that as far as demonstrations and different things to see. Like last year, um, Richard Day was there at 42 Fabricate. I don't know if you guys know of him or not, but he was there with welders and teaching people how to weld for the first time. And it was so cool. Just like, I know I've never been to Maker Fair, but the scale of Maker's Camp is something that's so nice because it's more of an intimate scale Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. you really get to know the people that you're around. And they have big names like Paul Jackman was there last year. They had, um, who else was there that was big? I mean, the Modern Forge guys were there doing blacksmithing demos. I think there's oh, this uh, guy. There's this guy. Was there too. Yep. yep. Um, yep, yep. Jess Crow was there uh, demonstrating stuff with Total Boat. And it just, it's such an amazing event to go and meet these people that we see on Instagram and on YouTube and get to know them a little bit better on a more personal level. So, I mean, that has been one of the big things for made for makers we kind of partnered with austin and making the and making the people that are um participating in made for makers giving them the chance to kind of get the possibility to come to makers camp for no cost essentially mm-hmm. uh he and talking with him he gave us four silver passes to give away wow, throughout awesome. this month uh to people that are doing the may for makers and it's been really amazing to see the people involved that's, that's fantastic. fantastic so that's, so that's why, why the 31st, 31st day, day is, is makers, makers camp. camp yes i actually collaborated with austin on this i again taking into consideration other people's opinions before doing anything i shared with him our idea and i said hey you know what do you think about if we included a prompt for makers camp and he said I think that would be great. And I said, yeah, you know, because we're bringing together all of these makers and some people don't know about it. Mm -hmm. So how can we shed light about it so other people can have that amazing experience that Luke and I got to also? Cool. And it's close enough to me that I'm actually going to make it. If it's if it's happening this year, I will be there. Well, look out for uh, look out for the next giveaway because the challenge is even more exciting. Yes, Ooh. we're having a teaser. I like, to, I like it. I like to yeah. spice it up for you. Not be... bad. Not bad for a first podcast. She's already doing teasers. <laughs> <laughs> I love <Is> surprises. It... <laughs> I'm just going to toss in my thing of the week real quick because they are. Newfound friends. I don't know what exactly I did right on the um, on the old Instagrams, but all of a sudden I got all these wonderful followers from the UK, and this this couple came across my um, my mentions one day. Um, a couple that goes by the names of Den and Mug, and I was like, "Oh, these guys look kind of cool." And looking, and I'm like, "Oh, I like this already because it's not like your typical like flannel wearing burly guys and stuff." And just two guy, two people, married couple. I'm assuming they're married. I really hope they're married. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a complete schmuck right now. But they do, um, they do all kinds of projects. And the most recent project, and this is, I couldn't believe 
the amount of work that they put into these. So the two of them did these two dot-painted mandalas. And they are the most incredible things I've ever seen. And That's amazing. That's so amazing. It, it was awesome. Halfway through, um, halfway through, they were like, oh, my God, this is so many dots. This is so many dots. <laughs> and it was just like, I can imagine just hands cramping and everything. But what, what the two of them managed to produce is just absolutely stunning. And then you go back and you look at their body of work and – they're, it, it, they're clearly a new channel. It's a smaller channel. And it's one of those channels where I'm like, oh, boy, I, we have got to get in on the ground floor of knowing these people because they are going to be absolutely huge. They do really nice stuff. And they're super creative. And they're funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was just We're going to look into that. Yeah, they're they're great, and I was I I'm one of I'm kind of jaded. Like it's like oh okay, you know I don't really laugh at much. I do enjoy watching YouTube videos, but I don't laugh at a whole lot because I feel like I'm I hate to say it, but I'm a bit jaded and tired of everything. And I was laughing at their just like their kind of exasperation. It's like why did we decide to do this project? This was a really bad idea. <laughs> so the the video will be linked up in the show notes. I highly recommend you not only watch it, but you subscribe to them because they are going places. They're a new channel, and they're going to be people you're going to say, oh, yeah, I've been watching them since the beginning. And they may or may not be an upcoming guest on the podcast. Ooh. Yeah, see, I could tease too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think that's gonna, I think that's actually going to do it for this week. Um, Thank you so much. Oh, it was oh, yeah. Thank you. I mean, really, I, I really, really wanted, wanted to talk to you because, because you've, you've done, done so much to just get, get a bunch of people to kind of roll with a project that, that I've, I've never, never seen this level, level of response, response yeah. to something like this. I really haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that you were able, able to pull this off. off. And the people that are doing it, it's amazing. I know a lot of people doing it. I'm doing it. And, and it's, it's just, just it's, it's really, really good. good. It's, it's good, good to see it take, it take off. off. It's good, good to see the way you interact with the community. I I appreciate that, that you know, if, if I comment on your stories or whatever, whatever you, you actually respond. respond. It's like, wow, wow there's, there's people, people behind this. Who is P and L Smith? Who are they? Thank you so much, though, because getting your feedback is big. It's we don't. I mean, we we get some. It's not all the time so i want you to know that we really appreciate it mm-hmm. oh we, we, we were so we were so happy that you said yes and one of the reasons i wanted to have you on i wish i would have you know i didn't think of it earlier i honestly i wasn't even sure if anyone was going to do it and then it's like wow everyone's doing this maybe we should get them on this way it'll be early enough where people all right we're about halfway through the month but you could catch up down <laughs> and then at least Heck get yeah. in for the rest but yeah, it's it was really fantastic. Love the project. It's hashtag Bay for Makers and of course hashtag PL Smith because you gotta you know you gotta. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, we'll have all the links in the notes so that you can find them. Um, I'm guessing mostly on Instagram, and they do have their own Instagrams, guys. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. They're separate people. <laughs> Priscilla Palmieri. Uh, P-A-L-M-I-E-R-I and then I am Smitty Woodshop <laughs> and we will definitely have those in the show notes by the way I grew up around a Palmieri family so when I saw the name I was like I wonder I wonder <laughs> I, I wonder but then I realized that an, an Italian in New York with a name like Palmieri or Ferrari it's like ah, all right. <laughs> she's one of nine kids you never know <laughs> it's true it's true nine kids oh, God bless God bless 
That's going to do it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a moment, leave a review in the show notes. Next week's show is going to be a special one. It's going to be our one-year anniversary show. And I know Ethan hasn't been here the whole time, but for the most part, he's been here the whole time. So (laughs) he's going to join in. Well, maybe, well, I don't drink anymore. I don't know, but Ethan drinks craft beers and stuff like most people in Massachusetts. (laughs) So no getting drunk, but we will have a a little bit of a party when we come back next week because, well, we earned it. It's a year. Until then, have a great weekend.